actually born a crime, the title of his book. The rules of apartheid dictated that neither his mother nor father could publicly acknowledge this mixed-race boy as their son. His mother, if asked, would pretend she was his babysitter. His father literally ran away from him on the street if he started shouting, Daddy, Daddy. Noah grew up primarily with his mother and her family in the black township of Soweto. He was very poor, but also much loved, much encouraged. And he was good at many things, language, sports, making people laugh, and taking the temperature of a room. You write as a kid that you really became a chameleon linguistically, yeah. but in other ways too, and that you use that to your advantage. You wrote that the, the way to bridge the gap between different people was their language and so on. So is chameleon essentially always a good thing? Or yeah, you, yeah. I, think, I think so. Fundamentally, a chameleon may change its color, but it's still a chameleon. You know, and that's, that's really what a chameleon is doing. A chameleon is, is, for me, doing two things. It is blending into its environment to protect itself, but also so as not to disturb the environment and to create a panic. Now, what if someone said, well, that, that means that you're not being your authentic self. Is that a concern? Oh, it doesn't, doesn't concern me at all. What you're saying is my authentic self is one thing. Mm -hmm, why, right. why does that need to be? Yeah. So could you not see the same person as being, think of a parent. A parent is a provider, but at the same time, they're a protector. A parent is someone who provides love, but also discipline. A parent, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You can be many things at the same yeah. time whilst authentically being yourself. So your mom is remarkable, and she obviously taught you a lot, and you learned a lot from her, and you learned a lot on your own as well. Um, she talked about one of her greatest hopes was that you wouldn't have to pay what she called a black tax. Yeah. That you'd have to work harder than a white person just to get back to zero yes. and, and that generationally that can even compound on itself. Talk to me for a minute about that concept of the black tax there in South Africa versus here now. Well, if you, if you think of it like this, you know, a lot of the time when you hear people having conversations about white privilege, you know, male privilege and so on, I think sometimes what gets lost is with the word privilege comes the connotation of having a good time. You know, people go, what privilege? I may be a white man, but I'm poor. I may be a white man, but I'm suffering. And that is completely true. And sometimes I go, maybe it, in, in the labeling, it's almost like it could have gone the other way. And it's like, it's a, is it a black disadvantage or is it a female disadvantage? Because we cannot deny that there are certain handicaps that come with these certain labels, you know, that exist. And if you look at the effects of what you've lived through in your life, you cannot deny that they compound. You cannot deny that they grow over time. So people who say things like, get over it, slavery's done, or get over it, apartheid is over, get over Then I go, you cannot get over it because it ending is merely the beginning of your journey. And so you think of it like this. In my family, I was the first person in my family who was allowed to go to a white school or a school that was considered white. My grandparents were not taught the things that other people's grandparents were taught if they were white in the country. And so now, even if we're not talking about financial inheritance, we're talking about now educational inheritance. My grandfather and grandmother couldn't bequeath to me uh, an education that they would have learned because they didn't get it. 
my mother, self-taught for many things. She was lucky in that she encountered a missionary and that's where she learned things that the government wasn't teaching to many black people. So there you see someone equalizing or trying to, you know, get her back to zero, which is where everyone should be able right. to start from. But she was also, I mean, look, to be frank, your mother was singularly, maybe not singularly, extraordinarily driven oh, yeah, for definitely. her own life. She wanted to have a child, even if yes, there wasn't a marriage definitely. and that child was you. And then the extent to which she made sure to... I mean, literally invest in you, take you to places that, that yes. cost nothing, expose you to things that cost nothing, expose you to languages and help teach you languages. So, you know, but the, but that's but that's an example of my mother working extra hard to make right. sure that I was at least at the zero level right. that, that a child who was not black would be at. And that's that's what I'm saying is she was trying to make sure that I wasn't in a place where. I would now have to pay back, in essence, for things that I didn't have access to beforehand. So that's fantastic for you, fantastic for her, and she's obviously to be applauded for that. But on the other hand, because she is such an outlier, you have to think about, well, when the system itself doesn't provide for that.